Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Now they almost did. It's hour two on this uh, Monday, Dan and the Danettes. That's hour uh, two on Monday, not hour two on Tuesday. It's day one of the week. It's Monday, but it's hour two. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you can uh, weigh in on the uh, conversation that we have. I uh, I kind of lost track of, of things. So you guys are the Danettes, right? Sure. Okay. And that's Todd, Seton, Marvin, Pauly. Okay. And are we named after planets or something like that? No, no, no. We're no, not. No, no, no. And we're not Danettes either. You're the Danettes. Okay. Yes, you are. All right. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler standing by. Best and worst of the weekend. We'll give you hours coming up. Spent a lot of time first hour. We talk about some of the big wins, bad losses. Cowboys minus one and a half at the Chargers coming up tonight. Washington over Oregon. Notre Dame rolls USC. Uh, North Carolina, Florida State, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, Penn State, Oklahoma, all undefeated. Jets, surprise, surprise. That was Paulie's big prediction. Jets beat the Eagles. Browns survived the Niners. Lions and Dolphins and Jags roll. By the way, and it's an oh, by the way, the Rangers did win game one of the ALCS. They're up 1-0 on the Astros game two to, uh, later today. Diamondbacks and the Phillies will be game one. But uh, the big game coming up tonight, Cowboys minus one and a half against the Chargers. Seton, poll question for hour two is going to be what? Dan, hour one, we had uh, we had who was had the Ooh. worst weekend. Uh, your options were Colorado, USC, 49ers, Eagles, and Deshaun Watson. It's in that order. Colorado with 40% of the vote and uh, USC with 35%. Mm. Other than that, nobody really cares. Mm. Okay. How about that? <laughs> um, nobody cares. Yep. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's barely got any votes. The Eagles barely have any. 49ers have a little bit, but I think uh, that's just people trying to hate on Brock Birdie, which mm. not possible. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little shocked that Colorado beat USC in this poll. Colorado was not playing for anything big. They're not going anywhere big. 
this is Caleb Williams. You brought him, you poached him from the, you poached the coach, the quarterback. You're supposed to be in, at least in the playoffs this year, USC. That's uh, Deion Sanders' backlash. Yeah. This vote. Okay. We've already had two callers today being like, why is everybody so scared to criticize Prime? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I haven't heard anybody scared to criticize him. I don't even understand where that talking point's coming from. Oh, well, I've, I've, you know, witnessed people kind of, uh, mince words sometimes uh, measure what they're saying about Dion. There's the overcoverage of Dion. I mean, that's not Dion's fault. The the media overcovered. I think they're careful about because Dion is gold for everybody. Still gold when he comes on the show. If it's an interview, uh, 60 minutes sits down with him. Everybody's making money off Dion. Uh, but this is that they got, they got roughed up. And uh, it should be point. You know, it was a Friday night, too. So that was one of those. Oh, by the way, either you didn't know it was going on or you probably went to bed when it's 29 nothing there. But that's, that's a historical collapse because it's at home against a bad team. And you're supposed to be a good team or at least a competitive team. And you let that one get away. I mean, they're, they're very fortunate that they have won a couple of games. You know, the TCU won. It's big because it was to start out his career. They were 21-point underdogs the entire offseason. That's all you saw was 21-point underdog. And then TCU is not a good team. But at the time when they beat them, that was a big moment there. And then they beat Colorado State in dramatic fashion. But, you know, they got brought back down to earth a few times against good football teams. But that's inexcusable to lose to Stanford. Absolutely. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, and Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, they weren't on the cover of Time magazine. Dion was. Um, odds to win the Heisman. Michael Penix Jr. the third is the overwhelming favorite. Hmm. Second on the list. Well, I got a tie for second. Anybody take a guess? The other two players who are in second place, according to DraftKings Heisman list. Todd? I'm going to say May and Knicks. May is not there. And who was the other one? Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Um, no, he's not there. No. No. I would have said Bo Nix. Okay. Paulie? Corum from Michigan? Nope. No. It's a quarterback's award. Oh. One is going to surprise you. One has played really well and uh, just came off a great game. Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma. J.J. McCarthy at Michigan. Really? Yes. Then it's Jordan Travis, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is now plus 2,000. He was minus, or he was plus 220 to start the weekend. Had second best odds. Now, he's not even in the top five. Yeah, Paul. How much, if at all, does this open the door for maybe the number one draft pick isn't set yet commentary? Well, we're due for that because the analysts have run out of things to say about Caleb Williams. Now you have to start going, well, Michael Penix, Drake May. We've already had that last week on the show. You know, Ryan Leaf said, I'd take Michael Penix. Dan Orlovsky loves Drake May. So it's already started just a little bit here because Caleb Williams has been there, won the Heisman. Now he's back. Now we're watching. Now we want to know, is it real? Because he can't play the way he plays at USC. I mean, he just won't have that time back there. He's a wonderful talent. But this is where when you get the analysts to look at these guys and then you get the scouts to look at these guys, 
When the scouts get to look at him, that's when they'll go, oh, he's got a little hitch. Or, you know what, he has a problem with this. They'll start to, you know, splice him up a little bit here. But that's what their job is. They don't care. I mean, it's not like they're going to say it publicly and somebody's going to be like, how can you say that about Caleb Williams? Their job is to get information and then give it to their team. And that is, and then sometimes it gets out where somebody doesn't like a player or really likes a player, but they'll start to pick apart Caleb Williams. And, and they'll do the same with Drake May and Shador Sanders and Michael Penix Jr. I mean, I'll ask David Pollack, uh, formerly of uh, College Game Day. He'll join us coming up. What's he see with Michael Penix? You know what he does? Man, does he put the ball in tight windows. And I love seeing that. He's a fun, fun quarterback to watch. And I remember when he was in Indiana. And if you could make Indiana interesting at noon on Saturday, he made him relevant. He was a good player. Uh, yeah, Paul. I was watching. I, this is a weird one. I was watching the Carolina Panthers, and their, the quarterback Bryce Young was dropping back. And every time he dropped back, whoever the analyst was in the game was like, you know what? He sets his feet. And he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't move in the pocket. He just stands there flat-footed. And after he said it once or twice, I was like, he does stand there flat-footed a lot. Maybe that's why Bryce Young's having such a bad season. I have no idea why that's in my head. But this commentator was saying it all during the Carolina Panthers game the other day, and now I think that he's got a problem with his throwing motion. Because he's Did getting... anybody bring this up when he was at Alabama coming into the draft? I have no idea. I mean, I'm curious. Real or not. Yeah. I remember, you know, they were talking about something really small with Will Levis, Kentucky quarterback. And be like, uh, you know, that, that delivery, you know, you're not going to be able to do that in the pros. I don't know. You know, there's certain things where you go, that tra that's transferable, and then other things like you can't. Caleb Williams gets a lot of time. Well, sometimes he's running for his life back there. But you just don't get five seconds, six seconds to be able to decide where you want to throw the football. All right, uh, we'll give you our best and worst of the weekend coming up. Uh, Dale in Iowa. Good morning, Dale. How are you? I'm doing well, Dan. Yourself? Spectacular, Dale. Thank you. So I'll start with my worst. I was one of those who fell asleep when it was 29 to nothing, Colorado, mm. only to wake up the next day and go, holy crap. My best of the weekend, I was one of 55,646 who watched the Iowa women take on DePaul in Kinnick Stadium. 52 degrees at tip-off, winds <laughs> out of the northwest 15 degrees. Yeah, there were a few air balls, but it was incredible atmosphere for women's basketball. It turned out to be a pretty good game. And I especially want to credit DePaul. I mean, they came in, did a wonderful job with the kid captain who's been struggling with it, bone cancer since she's been four years old. She's now 11. It was a, just an incredible environment. Yeah, Iowa drawing 55000 for a women's basketball game, and uh, they ended up beating DePaul. This was an exhibition. Pretty remarkable. <laughs> Uh, the previous record was just uh, under 30,000 by Connecticut and Oklahoma national title game in the Alamo Dome. But, uh, you know, Caitlin Clark, 34 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. She's back. <laughs> uh, fun to watch. But, you know, when you're playing outside like that, now all of a sudden you got, you know, you're like a field goal kicker or a quarterback. You're like, Degree of difficulty, i got to factor it in like a golfer with the wind. Like, the wind coming out of the – all right, I'm going to have to shoot this way. Yes, Mark? I'm disappointed. I'm looking at Iowa's schedule. No LSU. Yeah. What? Yeah. No women's Jimmy V Classic? I was hoping that they would have had something like this for those two programs. 
starting right now. You have an exhibition game. And, and you're able to do something on a grand scale. Now, LSU is going to say, uh, you come down to LSU, we're not going out to Iowa, which would be fine. You know, if you want to play like a night game, that'd be awesome. Oh. That'd be awesome. Tailgate? Yes. You imagine that? How are we dropping the ball on that? I, I, but I threw this out as soon as the national title game was over. I'm like, wait, these guys, they have to play each other. Now, You'll probably get, well, you don't want to ruin the uh, rematch. You want to wait until they meet in the tournament. I'm like, okay. How about you have, we love trilogies. How about you have another one? Hopefully Iowa wins that one too. Because I don't know how good Iowa is, but I know LSU is going to be dominating again. Dominating. Caitlin Clark may have to average close to 40 this year. And I wouldn't put it out of her reach. She's, she, imagine getting the green light. I, when did she tell us she got the green light? Like fifth grade? I think she was allowed to shoot whenever she wanted to. And she was on the boys' too. Like, you got the green light. Oh, God. What that must be like. What that must be like. You, how would you do outside? Outside. Like in a, playing a college basketball game, a real college basketball game outside where, you know, you get the, the sun, the wind, the crowd noise behind you. That must be really tough shooting. Uh, yeah, there could be uh, depth. You know, that, that's always, that was always the big issue. When you had a basketball game inside a football stadium, the depth perception was always off. Like, that, that takes a little while to pick up on that. So I would imagine it would be a little bit of a challenge with that. Then you throw in the weather. Yes, Todd? And you have your scarf on, which is kind of weird. So, you know, oh, like that, a little apricot scarf. That I would have my scarf Golden on. boy, take that scarf off. No, no. They just poked you a little bit. No, 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 fun. no, it didn't hurt. Upset no, 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 I'm not. Trust me. <laughs> no, I'm not. It doesn't bother me. Just what, picture you wearing a scarf, dribbling, you know. What my coach said uh, to me and called me golden boy. It's all right. He could have used other words. All right, let's let's be honest. He he only he used golden boy. Yes. You got the last laugh. Yeah, kind of. Yes, Mark. At Crappensburg State, they don't have scarves. They have ascots. Okay. Ascots. Oh, okay. Nice, Mark. All right. All right. Are we going to put out uh, Crappensburg State ascots? It's definitely possible. <laughs> Campus bookstore. They can't, they can't keep up with the demand. I think we need to get, like, hats, you know, winter hats. Just says crap you on it. Uh, Mitch in Alabama. Hi, Mitch. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP, what's going on, hey, brother? Hey. What's up, back room? Okay, so, hey, first, if you'll allow me, I want to shout out my wife. We celebrated her 43rd birthday this weekend, took her to New York Prime in uh, Buckhead, Atlanta. All right. Quite the spot. Yeah, man, first time I ever had a tomahawk steak, and Paula would like this one now. I upgraded, put on my big boy pants, went from whiskey, shot it up to Johnny Walker Red Label for okay, the weekend. how about that, Mitch? How much did it cost you, Mitch? I spent. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Dinner for two, right? Dinner for two. Yes, sir. Steakhouse. Great steakhouse. And yes, sir. Was there any wine? There was wine. Uh, one of my buddies, one of my baseball teammates, he's one of these wine gurus that talks about the the color and the 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 smell and all that. We just ordered it. He said it was about a two hundred dollars. No, 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 no. You're not supposed to help us. We're trying to guess. Now we can guess the dinner. Todd, you're terrible at this. I'll start with you. Were there appetizers, dessert, and all that? I, I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to say six hundred eighty-three twelve. All right, six eighty-three twelve. Seton O'Connor. I'm going to go a little lower. 
I'm going to say, man, the $200 bill. The first number that popped in my head was 375 right. I'm a little light, though. Marvin? I'm going to go $430. Paulie? Wow, that $200 wine really. Mm-hmm. Right. $412. i am going to go four ninety six fifteen. Mitch? Where, hold on. Wait, Before, wait, wait. Hold on. What? Are we going with or without tip? I went without tip. Uh, no, this is uh, without tip. Okay, thank you. All, right. okay. All right. What was the uh, price? Below the Mendoza line, four twenty three. Left a hundred dollar tip. All right, nice all right, well you. done, all right, well done, man. Well Very generous. That's a good night. Happy birthday to your wife. Well done. Forty three. Yeah, that's getting it done. Yeah, that's steak a night. dinner. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Tomahawk. Somebody recommends a bottle of wine. And you go big on yeah. it. You're making us look bad. I know. I like that. Two hundos. Yeah. That's a hell of a bottle. Yeah. Well. It's it's uh, jacked up three times. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably a $70 bottle of wine. There are a few things worse than when you go into a restaurant and you look at the wine menu and you recognize <laughs> a million of those bottles from the store you go into locally. Yeah. And you're like, there's no way I'm yeah. paying $75 for this $12 bottle of wine. I always no ask, way. if there's a sommelier, I always say, give me something you think is worth the money. And now then they'll go, well, what's your price range? I'll say $150. What is, what is something that you say is worth the money? And then they always steer you away from the brand names. It's like, you know what? I love this Argentinian red and it's, uh, I got this mole back here. I'm like, all right, all right. And then he always says, Hey, uh, if you don't like it, I get to drink it. So have you seen when they have the little, the little cup that they have around their neck? No. Yeah. The sommelier will then, taste it so he's got a little just a little small cup that he has around his neck they probably have a better <laughs> name for it than the little cup around yeah. your neck but yeah and then if you don't like it then he says well, then i get to have it and go all right what do you mean have it he keeps the bottle yeah you take it home yeah nice well you can't serve it I guess once it's open yeah well, are people still sniffing corks and you know, yeah some do moving it around their mouth and spitting it out like no, i never uh, understood that i look for the legs always and that's when you swirl it around, then you just see if it's got some legs. And then you just feel the cork. If the cork is uh, pliable, then I always think it's a good bottle. You know, a nice seal. But I don't need to do the smelling and then put it in my mouth. And I no, don't need to do that. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, David Pollock will join us. More phone calls. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. Our good buddy, Ross Tucker, will join us in the final hour of the program. Take a break. Back after this. Did you know that being the victim of identity theft can create lasting negative effects? So this includes damage to your credit rating, employment background checks, that uh, being compromised, jeopardizing your ability to pay bills on time. It's a mess. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives every day because we expose so much personal information. So it's easier for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. Protecting your identity can be made easy with LifeLock. They detect and alert you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. If you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. It's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. So it's 1-800-LIFELOCK, or you can go to LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. For 25% off, lifelock.com. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. When the night shift starts, the nightmare begins. Five nights at Freddy's in theaters and streaming now on Peacock, October 27th. How was that read, Todd? I love that. It was kind of spooky. Yeah? Totally in the Halloween mood right now. When the night shift starts, the nightmare begins. Ask me a Kit Kat. This is great. <laughs> Do you only have, what are, the, what are those uh, snow... Snow caps? Snow caps. In the movie theater. In the movies. You only have them in the movie theater, right? I can't imagine anyone eating <laughs> that anywhere else but a movie Raisinets, Goobers. Yeah, yeah. There, there's certain, they're just movie theater snacks that you have, and you yeah. don't have them anyplace else. Thin Mint. Yeah. Or no, not Thin Mint. Uh, junior Mint. Junior Mint. Cookie dough bites or something? Yes, Marv. Ices are a must. I'll throw a fit. <laughs> like, what do you mean you have blue Ices? We have red. Disgusting. Oh, man. We're the blue Ices. <laughs> wow. Wow. And they said that'll be $18. Oh, just for this? Sunday night, it'll be Tua Tonga Bailo and the Dolphins battling Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. That'll be on NBC and Peacock. That is tasty. Uh, some of the other matchups you all have. Uh, so Miami at Philadelphia, Detroit at Baltimore. That's good, too. That's a one o'clock game next Sunday. San Francisco at Minnesota. Hmm. How about that? Remember when Kyle Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins to run his offense? He at least tried to get him. Uh, 
And then he traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. But he did want Kirk D. Cousins. Hmm. And then you could do the um, payroll disparity with uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, he makes $35 million and Brock Purdy makes 889000 So he makes 139th of what Kirk Cousins makes. Just some of the uh, NFL games for next week. How about the college schedule? This is a good week for uh, college football. Good week. Big noon on Fox is Penn State, Ohio State. Plan accordingly. Mm. That is early. That's tasty. Uh, wow. Let's see. Wazoo at Oregon. Tennessee at Bama. That was a great game last year. Uh, let's see what else is We sauce. fell in love with Hendon Hooker. Yes. And then guy got hurt. He was good. Uh, Texas at Houston. Lightly saucy. Uh, Michigan at Michigan State. Michigan mm. State is, usually puts up a threat in that game. But mm. here's a fun one. Duke ranks 16th at Florida State. And that's an important game. Yeah. How funny is that? Yeah. Um, Utah, USC. Arizona State at 1-5 and five at Washington. I have a question for you, Dan. Okay. Air Force is ranked 22nd. They're 6-0. Mm-hmm. If Air Force, a service academy, somehow runs the table, that would be a really feel-good story. Nope. They can't get a sniff, right? No. No. But, okay, but a Cincinnati can. Well, Cincinnati, as we found out, had NFL players. Yeah. That helped. You had Sauce Gardner, uh, even Desmond Ritter. I mean, they had... Uh, they had a, another wide receiver who I think might be on a roster. But they, they had talent. You know, the, the concern is you're going to get a blowout. Now, we've had that. Notre Dame's been blown out in the Final Four. But you want to have competitive games. I was curious, though, if a service academy being 12-0 and 0 would garner enough national attention to cause a groundswell. They don't have a team. They don't play a ranked team this year. They don't have any big hitters on their schedule. Yeah. Air, uh, Air Force. I just, I'm anxious when we have a 12-team playoff. Because now, all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're looking at what's going on and saying, okay, well, look at the top 15 right now, or the top 20. So you have 20 teams, 25 teams, who could factor in and make the playoffs. This is why I was in favor of it. Now, I know that there were people that we had on, analysts, who said, oh, you know, it ruins the regular season. No, it brings more teams into the postseason, which is why you're playing the regular season, to be, you know, Fetted by being able to play in big games, you know, and that—that's that to me is what would be great if you could get an Air Force or you know one of these schools, an outlier. That would be fun with twelve teams, and it doesn't ruin the whole thing. If if twelve, you know, Air Force played Georgia, Georgia would win the game. You hope that it would be you know at least competitive. But if they get blown out, you don't go. Oh, they never should have been there. They're they were one of the twelve best teams. Let's say I'm all in favor of that. But I think you're going to have, you know, teams that have three losses make the 12 team playoff, because it could be, you know, Notre Dame, uh, you know, a team like Alabama, LSU, you know, those teams, because the schedule is so good, they might get into the playoffs if uh, they were having, you know, three losses. But that's not this year. David Pollock used to be on uh, College Game Day and former NFL player and All American at Georgia. And uh, kind enough to join us on the program. All right, uh, let me start with Oregon and Washington. Some of the um, game time decisions, late game decisions there with Dan Lanning. How do you explain his philosophy? I don't know. I don't have an explanation for you, Dan. I'm sitting there going like, what are we doing? I mean, I I get it. And listen, Oregon and and Dan Lanning, like they want to be aggressive, right? Like that's their mindset and aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. 
I think there's a fine line between aggressive and reckless. And um, and I, I think that was a little bit reckless when you're at that at midfield, you know, around that area. I don't know, man. I, and listen, I, I don't think they had a lot of confidence to stop Michael Penix Jr. And, and, and probably rightfully so. And you saw he scored and and then they had time to go down and try to kick a field goal to tie it. And maybe that was the thought process that you weren't going to do it. But man, oh, man. I, and listen, these analytics, Dan, they, they drive me nuts. I mean, it's just <laughs> strange to watch. Like you're sitting there. What, what, there was there was another game I'm watching in the Falcons game yesterday. And you're going, they're down by 14, and they score with 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they go for two. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I, I know that little sheet of paper says if they <laughs> kick a field goal, and then we do this, and if we get it, I just, I mean, I think sometimes we outthink it, man. I just, I think I'm, I'm punting the football, trying to down them inside the one, get a few sacks, rush them a little bit, make something happen. Um, it was, it was an interesting decision by, by Oregon. What do you take away from Washington and Michael Penix Jr.? I, I tell you what, man, I, I knew coming into the game, Oregon was going to have a better run game. I thought it would be easier for them. Um, I thought Oregon's up front would win a lot more, but do you see the ball placement that he plays with? I mean, he just, First of all, the lefty just looks fun. It just looks good coming out. Like it just, it looks sweet. Um, but the ball placement, the, the weapons out wide at wide receiver, I just, I think they're going to be a tough out. And listen, if you look across college football, I don't think Washington's defense is elite, but again, are we, are we comparing them to everybody else where every, I, I can poke holes in everybody. There's not a single team in this, in this, in this playoff picture this year that I can go, that's a dominant team on both sides of the football. So when you have him, and you have those weapons, and you have an offense. Um, I think that I think that they're going to have a shot to do what they want. Listen, the schedule sets up great too. If you haven't been to Washington, by the way, that's a tough place to play, man. Like they are, they are a rabid fan base. Like it is very in the South feel to it. Like it's nuts, and 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 they've got a great schedule at home. So if you think Washington's a, a purple flash in the pan, you're wrong. How does USC not have a defense? Um, I mean, okay, so your your defensive philosophy leaves a lot to be questioned. Um, you know, they, they believe in stunting up front, you know, the majority of the time. They believe in playing deep coverage. Um, you know, the way they've recruited, obviously, you know, you can tell that a lot of the, the bullets go to the other side of the football, which is which is fine, but a, a system that is um, you know, it, it listen, if, if you want to be honest, it's just not the system that builds a lot of you don't see a lot of toughness. I don't see a lot of physicality. Let's put it that way on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And we've seen over the years, whether you spread it out and, and put more emphasis on quarterbacks and speed and, and the outside, in the, in the end, if I got guys that can win in the trenches, I can change the numbers advantage that, that everybody likes to play with. And I just don't see a lot of, you know, blocking for Caleb Williams up front was a struggle. The defensive line stopping the run and and, and getting a consistent pass rush was a struggle. But so is the it line talent, David? Is it talent that they're lacking, or is it philosophy that they're lacking? I, I think that I, I don't think they have a lot of depth of talent up front, um, but I do think the philosophy needs to continue to be tweaked. So I, I will say that that I think I think they could do more with what they have. Talking to David Pollock, um, Georgia looks vulnerable. Like it feels like there's not a great team. So you uh, handicap your alma mater. Well, Brock Bowers being banged up changes it too. Yeah. Um, so the, let's see what what comes out about him. But I would be surprised if he's back in the next couple weeks. And um, 
they're an offensive team. I think they're a team that you're going to have to depend on Carson Beck, who's, listen, he, he's a flamethrower. Like, that dude's got an arm. He's got poise. He's got weapons with McConkie, and you see Rara Thomas starting to come on, you know, another tra- a transfer from Mississippi State. So I think I think they're good enough to score with anybody. Um, stopping people is going to continue to be a challenge. You saw it with Vanderbilt again. I mean, yeah. the defense is – if you turn on a game the last two years and you watch Georgia's defense and you turn it on now, you're like, what happened? And, and here's the thing. You don't have runs like that. Like all of those guys that you saw during those those two-year run, they're all playing on Sundays. If you turn the tape off, like you start watching Sundays, like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. That guy played defense at Georgia. That guy played defense at Georgia. I mean, all 11 of the defensive starters for the first national championship, they all got drafted. So, I mean, it's just – it's going to look different. But if you look at the schedule – Ole Miss is going to be a problem. A running quarterback with a system that can also run the football, throw the football a little bit more. But again, that's at home. Uh, Missouri is the, is one of the, is their next toughest game. That's at home. So it is a tough place to go to walk into with that crowd, that noise, that atmosphere. It's tough for anybody to go in there and win. Colorado's up big on Stanford. A lot of people probably turned Man. that off. It was a Friday night. How big a story is Colorado now in college football? Um, I, I think the people that wanted to line up and, and take shots at Dion, it's a big story for them now. Like they're they're excited about that, but man, that was a colossal failure the other night. I mean, that was, you know, you're up twenty nine to nothing on an anemic offense in Stanford. Um, you know, you built your you built your team around a Travis Hunter type guy who got beat all night and just got beat all. And listen, the, the thing I, I would say watching that is okay if if I'm Colorado, at what point do I go? I'm up twenty nine. Let's run the football. Let's eat some clock. Let's not play fast. Like, it, it, it didn't make a lot of sense to yeah, me. Yeah, but you're and, not and expecting so think, Stanford to come back, though. I mean, I, I guess in fairness to Dion in Colorado, they want to continue to you know put up big numbers there, let everybody see what they're doing there. I don't think they were thinking, you know, Stanford could come back. we got to run the clock. Well, and then you look up and you say, see what happened was. <laughs> I mean, so, like, and that's the thing, man. Do, do you want style points? Sure, if, yes. if you want style points, let it rip. But man, I I want to win football games. And when you lose to it, when you have this and you're trending and you beat TCU, and obviously that's not like a big win. Now we see that TCU is not a great football team. But when you start to to build momentum, here's the thing: it's easy to build momentum in the beginning of something. Like a lot of coaches come in and build momentum and build energy. The hardest thing to do is sustain it. And when you start losing to one in four Stanford. And now you, now the ship looks a little bit different and, and, and creating that tidal wave of recruiting and creating the energy and the buzz, man, it's just, it's hard to continue to do. You only kind of get that one shot at it. And I think this kind of takes them, takes them down a notch and, and puts a little chink in the armor. Good to talk to you as always, David. Thank you for joining us. Great to talk to you, Dan. Say Bob. David Pollock. Former Georgia Bulldog, and well, always a Georgia Bulldog, and uh, used to be with College Game Day. You know, speaking of ESPN, I was trying to get the right time and maybe get the right tone to bring up Barry Melrose's condition um, because we found out last week that he retired. Uh, he was forced to as uh, a medical condition. But I, 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 I want to do this publicly. Uh, and I want no credit for it, but I want to put it out there publicly because I hope that somebody can tell somebody who can tell somebody. Barry Melrose should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame for his contributions to the game. 
He was a former player, didn't play long. Um, then he was a coach, and he's been an analyst at the Mothership. I've never met a more professional person in my career at ESPN than Barry Melrose. Now, he would drive, I don't know, it was over an hour every single day that he would come in, always in his suit, ready to go, always. I never saw him in anything but a suit. But he was always willing. You needed him on radio, you need him on ESPN News, whatever. You needed somebody to talk hockey, and he was there. And then they lost the rights to hockey. Barry Melrose and Steve Levy, those two single-handedly were keeping keeping hockey highlights in the rundown on SportsCenter. John Butchagross also played a role as well. That they were fighting hard for that sport. And it, it cannot be overstated. Barry Melrose's role, and uh, he was well-liked. He did his homework. He cared passionately about it. And uh, I, I hope uh, whatever time left he has, he's still able to enjoy the sport, watch the sport, be proud of the sport for all the great things that he's done. But if there's somebody out there who's affiliated with the Hockey Hall of Fame, I'd be more than happy to speak on his behalf. You know, uh, I, I fought hard for John Facenda to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because that's a contribution to the game. Barry Melrose deserves to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. We'll take a break. Back after this. Keeper's Heart is truly a new and unique style of whiskey that brings together the best of Irish and American whiskeys. Why didn't somebody think of this before? Well, because there's nobody quite like Brian Nation. He's one of the best distillers in the world. He works for Keeper's Heart. He rocked the whiskey world when he left Ireland's most famous whiskey company to make Keeper's Heart in the United States. So it's like a star athlete at the top of their game leaving a world championship team to join an upstart. An underdog. Sort of like Tom Brady leaving the Patriots to go to the Buccaneers and then leading them to a Super Bowl. Keeper's Heart combines the smooth character of Irish whiskey and the bold flavors of American whiskeys, delivering a unique taste experience worthy of the record books. By the way, just named the world's best Irish whiskey by the Tasting Alliance with their 10-year single malt. If you're a whiskey fan, give it a try. Also, go to KeepersHeartWhiskey.com. You'll enjoy $10 off your purchase. KeepersHeartWhiskey.com, promo code DAN2023. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray, depression, anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words listen to unbreakable with jay glazer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Best and worst of the weekend. Time to give you hours. Over 100,000 of you have signed up for the newsletter. Comes out every day. Recap of the show. Also, interesting things this day in show history. Uh, Todd's scoreboard. Got a lot of things there. And... You got uh, some deals on T-shirts. Go to danpatrick.com. And an update on the uh, latest batch of moonshine, pumpkin spiced maple. One-stop shopping. Thank you, Todd. Go to danpatrick.com. Enter your email address in the box that slides out bottom right corner. Best and worst of the weekend. Back left. I'm going to start with you, Todd. Let's do it. Best of the weekend. Notre Dame safety Xavier Watts in the Fighting Irish defense against USC. Watts, two picks, forced fumble, a 15-yard scoop and score in the final minutes. All in one game. The team totaled six sacks, 11 tackles for a loss, three QB hurries, 49-20 game. And the worst of the weekend, Mm -hmm. Colorado and Michigan State. I'm giving it to both of them. Buffaloes had the 29-0 lead at halftime and blew it. And then the Spartans had an 18-point lead at Rutgers and gave up 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. What's happened to Michigan State? RU is 5-2. Thank you, Todd. Welcome. Uh, Seton O'Connor. Your favorite then, U.S. men's national team in Hartford this uh, weekend. Lost 3-1 to Germany, unfortunately, but they put in a great half. And Christian Pulisic scored an absolute banger. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other best of the weekend, because I have no negatives from this weekend, mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy 
low-key coaching mm-hmm. Sam Howell mm-hmm. into another year as a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. That dude is balling. Mm-hmm. Both of them are balling. Yeah. Low-key balling. But uh, <laughs> a little credit where credit is due. Eric Bieniemy, okay. he might. there might be something to that. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Chiefs miss Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. Question yeah. mark? Uh, Marvin, best and worst of the weekend. All right. We're going to go best. Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert. Three. I like that dude. I, he, I, he was great when he came on with us after the Super Bowl loss. I, I just like him. I just I, when he runs, he runs hard. He's not going to be a star, Mm-mm. but he's always there. Somebody goes down, and it's like, oh, Raheem mm-hmm. Mostert, come on in. Inexpensively great. Yeah, great insurance policy. Three touchdowns and a win over uh, Carolina. Uh, worst of the weekend, the New England Patriots, one and five. Yeah, but how how can that be? The like, you surprised that they lost that game? Well, the worst is. They're one and five for the first time since 1995. Okay. Yeah, but you don't care about the Patriots. You're a Niners fan. I don't, but that's a given that the Niners, if that was the case, I would talk about UConn all the time, oh, but okay. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Paulie, best and worst of the weekend. In a great uniform game, Air Force beat Wyoming. What great uniforms on both sides of the ball. Completely different. Uh, Air Force uh, quarterback, Zach Lariat. Touchdown run, touchdown pass. Air Force is 6-0. and I love them mm-hmm. sneaking up the charts mm-hmm. a little bit. And another best of the weekend, Iowa women's basketball at Kinnick Stadium. 55,000, almost 56,000 for uh, Iowa-DePaul basketball game. It was great. As I, have, I have two daughters that play basketball. They were sitting there in front of the TV watching every bit of it. Very cool, very impactful. So you've had the volleyball match at, Oak, or at Nebraska, and now you have this at Iowa. Pretty cool. I, you know, Probably a trend starting. But you have to have, that helps having Caitlin Clark coming out to see her, the entire state. Oh, look who's back. James in Virginia. James, where have you been? Thomas. Oh, thank you for taking my call, brother. Happy Monday, DT. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry, man, I'm on baby watch this today. We're taking care of little Genevieve. So we got a first time, first time standing. Are you are you whispering? James, James, are you whispering? Yes, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I apologize. Let me no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Down. I know it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I apologize. We got a, we got a first time, first time. One foot, nine <laughs> inches and three quarters, weighing 10 pounds. Miss Genevieve. She is beautiful and wonderful, and yes, she is a Washington fan. Go of course, Washington. of course, she is. yeah, love Sam Howell. Yeah, <laughs> don't like him, seeing him getting sacked so much. Though. Oh my but, God, man. they gotta protect him. He's been sacked more than any other quarterback than uh, David Carr back in two thousand five. Yeah, Paul. How great is it that his daughter is born in the post Daniel Snyder era? Mm. She didn't have to live, live through any of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else do you have, James? <laughs> Oh, thank you, brother. Um, my, my best and worst of the weekend, man. My best is Washington, but not the Washington you think about. How about the Huskies and Michael Penix Jr.? I thought it was crazy that Ryan Leaf on Friday said he would take him number one overall. Mm-hmm. But this guy has a Cam Newton-esque smile, big in the pocket, and, and Pollock said the best, man. He could spin it, man. It, it, it's really nice. My worst um, – I don't know if you guys have noticed, and maybe I'm going to get off the long guy because now I just turned 40 – but I've been watching these guys play with no mouthpiece dangling from I don't know who thought it was cool to have a mouthpiece dangling, but there's a reason you have a mouthpiece, and these guys are going to lose some teeth or something, man. Please put out a PSA. And just some housekeeping real quick, 
Man, you said it the best about Barry Melrose. I'm not the biggest hockey fan, but he always made hockey highlights exciting, man. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Thank you for always taking my call. You guys have a wonderful day, man. Salute the commander. All right. How about James becoming a Dan right before our very eyes? That's great. Hadn't heard from him in a long time. I always get nervous, you know. You just hope everybody's doing well. Maybe you get a different job or different hours, or maybe, you know, some of our listeners actually get a job. Or they get out of the house, they, you know, that they're, they're now healthier. Yes, Marv? If I never saw that look, uh, look in with James Virginia, I just would have said Black Dads Unite. <laughs> but, yeah, like, oh, man, all right. Happy Black History Month, brother. Well, but, no, no, when the video came up, <laughs> and it's James and Virginia and two black guys with him, and Marvin's like, all right, and then all of a sudden James starts talking, and Marvin's face is like, James is white. <laughs> hey, Marvin's face. Everybody's yeah, face. Like, yeah. Whoa, what? Yeah, but Marvin had been taking phone calls from James yeah. all this time. I told my wife, I was like, there's a couple of black calls. Jeff Detroit, James of Virginia. I was like, yeah, a little diversity. I said, all right, Uh-oh. DB. It's cut in half. Yeah, I was like, we got Jeff in Detroit. I was like, damn, all right. What? Man, yeah. I just love it so much because we're not making fun because that's how he talks. I That's love how I, I love James of Virginia. And and Jeff in Detroit, we have confirmation that he is black. Yeah. Correct, yes. yes. In person, yes, yes he, he is black. Hey, fellas, it's me, James. I know he's whispering. Just calling in to say. I'm Baby Watch. Salute the commanders. Man, I'll tell you. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, you know what? When the baby goes down to take a nap, like you... You don't want the You're phone. You don't around. want anything. No creaky floors. Yes, yes. All of a sudden, you know, somebody <laughs> knocks on the ching ching, and then all of a sudden, baby yeah. stirs a little bit, and you're like, shh, shh, shh. like randomly, the doorbell rings when it never does. You're like, oh, damn it! God, there's wind, you know, wind chimes and stuff. Ambulance goes by. Dog barks. Stop it! Yeah. Stop barking. And and you would give anything for that child to just go back to sleep. Like, I'd pay $1,000. Just go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. Sleep. Go to sleep. And then, you you know, you walk out, and it's like, shh, shh. Or, you know, the cat, you step on the cat's tail or something. All right, our good buddy Ross Tucker will join us in the final hour of the program. Paulie has an update on wearing a mouthpiece in the NFL. You do see that more and more. A lot of the receivers have those mouthpieces hanging out. Final hour in this Monday coming up. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.